parts of the bodies all over the house, places you wouldn't think, things the heads have never been found, hands and feet and things like that, no heads. Welcome back again, Scream Queens and Horror Fiends. So in this episode, I think we're going to do another top 10 countdown. And I know the first couple countdowns we've done, maybe they've been a little obvious. You know, my favorite horror movies, most underrated horror movies. Those are kind of easy lists to come up with, think about. But I wanted you guys to kind of get to know me and feel the podcast out and that type of thing. When we do a deeper dive into more selective or more descriptive list, you would kind of know where I'm coming from and everything. I think today is going to be one of those top 10 countdowns that's a little more niche. Uh, We are going to do the top 10 horror comedy movies. And what do I mean by horror comedies? This is where I'm going to kind of try my best to articulate what I consider a horror comedy and what I consider a horror movie that has comedy in it. Because there is a difference. Scream, I would not consider Scream a horror comedy. It is a horror first that has very funny elements in it, including the writing, which if you listen to my top 10 podcast, you'll know how much I love Scream. But I would not consider it a horror comedy. To me, a horror comedy is specifically written to be funny with horror elements in it, if that makes sense. So hopefully this podcast goes over really well. I don't know about my screen queens and horror fiends, but I am a huge fan of funny movies with horror elements in it. If you can tell from the podcast in the past, I'm a real sarcastic kind of guy. I love comedy. I love stand-up comedy. I love all kinds of comedy. But of course, if you can infuse funny with bloody, perfect, perfect movie in my opinion. So we are going to, again, in this episode, probably skip news and noteworthy things just because the top 10 countdowns seem to be a little longer episodes. So we will actually jump right into the countdown. And to start off our list, we are going to start with a 2014 movie. It is What We Do in the Shadows. It is a mockumentary movie about a bunch of vampires that live in the same house and are like roommates in their everyday life. Man, it it, it is hilarious. It is just, if you're a vampire fan, it's really funny to watch. It is from the creators of Flight of the Concord. If you know who they are, real funny guys. And this one also has Taika Waikiki in it. If you know who he is, he just did Jojo Rabbit, which was a very funny movie with some very serious subject matter. He's an excellent writer, but this movie never tries to go too much over the top. It does a very good job of subtle funny, which is sometimes the funniest stuff in my opinion. It's a very subtle type of funny. And just seeing these vampires in everyday life in New Zealand, it's just... It just cracks me up. 
and did also create a spinoff TV show that started in 2019. So if you like what we do in the shadows, check out the same title TV show. But the movie, in my opinion, is, of course, the first. It's the original. It's the funniest. If you're into kind of mockumentary type of movies like Spinal Tap and other things in that nature, check out what we do in the shadows. It's just it's uproariously funny. It does a very good job of making you very immersed in this, you know, vampire world in New Zealand and just all the funny little mannerisms and everything. So yeah, number 10 is going to be what we do in the shadows. Next movie on the list is coming in at number nine is Tucker and Dale versus evil. I know on the last film, I didn't read the synopsis. It, it really is what it is. It's just a mockumentary of vampires in their modern life. But I will read you the synopsis for Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Affable hillbillies Tucker and Dale are on vacation at their dilapidated mountain cabin when they are mistaken for murderers by a group of preppy college students. So, so yeah, that's one of the reasons I really like this movie. It does a really funny job of kind of telling it from the point of view of Tucker and Dale, who are these two country bumpkins, hillbillies, and they buy this cabin to fix up and are simultaneously going to the same lake or woods as these preppy college kids. <laughs> and everything they try to do makes them seem so creepy. It's like a the biggest misunderstanding ever. And it's just so funny because as horror fans, if you watch this movie, it, you can pretty much apply it to like, oh, maybe those people weren't bad people. It's just a big misunderstanding. And there's a lot of funny stuff in here. You got to check it out. It's kind of a little cabin in the woods type movie. But when the college kids come to try to kill Tucker and Dale because they think they're killers, man, there's just some really funny stuff in it. And all the accidental deaths of the college kids that make it look like Tucker and Dale are killing them. There's just some really funny ones in there. The wood chipper one being my favorite. You got to check this one out. It's bloody. It's funny. It's tongue in cheek. It's meta. It's everything you want in a horror comedy that is funny, but there's still some brutal kills in it. It's just over the top and everything you want to see. So if you want to laugh hard and see some good bloody guts kills, yeah, check out Tucker and Dale versus evil coming in at number nine. Coming in at number eight, a lot of people probably are going to roll their eyes and go, really? Yeah, it is. It's scary movie. The first one, the ones that the Waynes brothers did amazingly. It's so copied now that a lot of people don't really pay attention to it or will write it off without seeing it. But when the first one came out, it was just so over the top funny. And to see the Waynes brothers meticulously tear apart Famous horror scenes that we love from movies such as Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. It was just a breath of fresh air. And again, it was a very funny way of looking into yourself and looking into your favorite movies and having a good laugh at it, which is a great quality to have, people. If you can't laugh at yourself a little bit, don't take yourself that serious. And that's exactly what Scary Movie did for me as a horror fan when I first watched it. And I mean, as a quote-unquote honorable mention, check out the second one, too. They did it as well. It's still very funny. The first two are the best. Then it starts to go downhill very fast. Once the Waynes brothers weren't in it, the Scary Movie franchise literally became cash grabs. 
and just horrible. So don't check those out. Just watch the first two. And if any of them, watch the first one. Watch the granddaddy poking fun at original horror movies. I will say it did come out in 2000. So some of the jokes now, if you're a younger listener, you'll probably watch it and go, I don't get that at all. Yeah, they were cultural things back in the day, like the what's up? I doubt anybody born in the mid 2000s will be like, I I have no idea what the hell that is. But at the time, it was funny. I will say it also is in 2000s. Some of the jokes don't age that well, but it's still funny. It's hilarious just to see them lampooning all of some of our beloved favorite slasher movies. In at number seven is a movie from 2009 that I almost put on my underrated list, but it was one of those casualties I was talking about. I think a lot of people know this movie, so I didn't put it on my underrated one. I do think it's kind of slept on by a lot of horror fans, even if you've seen it, but it is Jennifer's Body comes in at number seven for me. It was written by the Very talented Diablo Cody. If you don't know her, she's done movies. She wrote Juno. She wrote Young Adult. She wrote those types of movies. Tully being one of her more recent movies she wrote. She is a very talented writer. And this adaptation is just bloody. It's funny. It's everything you want. I just love the fact that also Megan Fox, kind of going back to what we were talking about with Scary Movie, could kind of laugh at herself because at the time she was kind of this quote-unquote sex symbol, not known for her acting. She's only put in here because of her looks, like from Transformers and stuff and other movies like that. But I think Megan Fox did a really good job in this movie. She was very good at her deliveries of her jokes, her timing of her jokes, and just being kind of creepy and everything like that. So it's a very fun movie. If you don't know it, I will read the synopsis of Jennifer's Body. Newly possessed high school cheerleader turns into a succubus who specializes in killing her male classmates. Can her best friend put it into the horror? So it's just a fun mid-2000s movie. Gotta check it out. Jennifer's Body. If anything, it's just because it's so fresh. And it's probably, in my opinion, what I've seen, Megan Fox's best work. I think some of the kills are brutal. I think there's a lot of funny stuff like how she becomes the succubus. It's this rock band ending up putting a curse on her because they just want to be more metal, you know, by doing stuff. So it's a great movie. If you haven't seen Jennifer's Body, which I think a lot of my screen queens and horror fiends have, but if you have not, do yourself a big favor. Watch this movie. It's so funny. It's so tongue-in-cheek. It's really Mean Girls meets the faculty or some type of monster movie where people are just getting eaten. It's great. Check it out. It's an awesome movie. Coming in at number six is every young screen queen and horror fiends movie. 1988 Tim Burton masterpiece Beetlejuice. I mean, where do you start with this one? This is probably the first movie all my screen queens and young horror fiends watched and just became in love with that type of funny, dark, creepy aesthetic and just everything creepy and funny. All Everyone wanted to be Beetlejuice with the one-liners. And, I mean, there's so many iconic things in this movie. 
And it's one of those that I'm sure all my screen queens and horror fiends are still quoting today because it sits in the hearts of many of us as one of our original favorite movies, especially if you're like me and the 90s baby. But Beetlejuice still holds up. It's still funny. It's still over the top. It's still one of Tim Burton's best. Yes, one of the most beloved people in horror nowadays, Beetlejuice, played by the great Michael Keaton, you know, Batman. But it, this movie, if you haven't seen Beetlejuice, it's just a great fresh take at the time of a fantasy haunted house horror comedy that is done by one of the masters of horror, Tim Burton. It's very funny. You got to watch it just for Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. And it spawned one of the most fun horror universes of all time. So got to check out Beetlejuice. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on Beetlejuice because I guarantee if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen Beetlejuice. You love Beetlejuice. So check out Beetlejuice. It comes in at number six for me. Halfway through now, let me recap for you. Number 10, what we do in the shadows. Number nine, Tucker and Dale versus evil. Number eight is Scary Movie. Number seven is Jennifer's Body. And number six was Beetlejuice. Coming in at number five, another movie I almost put on my most underrated, but I I think it's kind of gained a really big cult following. Uh, It's 2015's movie, The Final Girls. Opsis reads, a young woman grieving the loss of her mother, a famous scream queen from a 1980s, finds herself pulled into the world of her mother's most famous movie reunited the women must fight off the film's killer yeah great cast in this one Teresa farmigan you know the younger sister of vera farmigan from the nun and american horror story she's really good in it you got adam divine in it who is my favorite he is just such a great guy He plays it perfect. He plays like the jock, over-the-top asshole in the movie, which I guess that's where I should start. This movie is so damn meta. That's one of the reasons I love it. I've told you many a times I'm a sucker for anthology and meta movies. This movie is super meta. The main character, Teresa Farmigan, in the movie named Max, her mother was a actress and the only big role she had was in 1980s slasher movie very similar to friday the 13th and unfortunately her mother passes away and the only thing she has to remember her by is this 1980s slasher movie and one night they're at the movie theater and stuff happens and her and all of her friends end up getting sucked into the movie literally And the movie just continues to play no matter what, no matter how hard they try to get out of it, no matter what they try to do, it starts from credits to credits. And it's just very funny. Like I said, it's very meta. It's very self-aware of what's going on. It's a love letter to all slasher movies and everything like that. So it's funny to see the modern aged kids, you know, the current aged kids from the 2015 interacting with the kids from the 80s it's just kind of funny that's a really funny dynamic in the movie and like i said adam divine plays the jock from the 1980s movie and he is just so gloriously over the top and pompous it is so funny 
Like I said, Final Girls is a total love letter to anybody who loves slasher movies. I know this review kind of got a little convoluted, but you got to check it out if you haven't seen it. Final Girls come in at number five. Everyone in the movie does such a good job at being so outlandishly their character. You know, all the kids in the movie, they're so over-the-top cliches of, you know, people that were in those slasher 80 movies. And everyone else does a really good job in the movie. It's so funny, people. Gotta watch it. Number four is going to be maybe, in all honesty, the best horror sequel of all time. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's Sam Raimi's excellent follow-up to his iconic movie, The Evil Dead. Number four is going to be Evil Dead 2. If you already didn't love Bruce Campbell from the first one, you will absolutely fall in love with this guy. Bruce Campbell is Ash, one of the most iconic heroes in horror. He's so great. Everything Bruce Campbell does is awesome, but he will always be known as Ash to all of us. And in the second movie, he really gets to shine. Sam Raimi leans right into the comedy that the first one did a good job blending with the horror. The second movie plays much more like a comedy, but it's still over the top bloody. It's still crazily, I don't know. It's just a Sam Raimi movie. So buckets of blood are going to fly. Craziness is going to happen. Everything's going to be super over the top on purpose. And it just all works so well. So if you are a fan of the original, very first Evil Dead, I'm sure you've seen the sequel to it. If you haven't, please go watch it. If you didn't even really like the first Evil Dead, which if you didn't, I I, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Uh, If you didn't, check out the second one. It's such a different type of movie. It's almost Sam Raimi taking his first one and just saying, you know, I'm just going to fully lean into how funny and over the top this is. And it's so campy in a perfect way. And Bruce Campbell, like we were talking about earlier, got to watch it. It's just great. And then Army of Darkness following it up is just another notch above over the top. Got to check that one out too. But coming in at number four, in my opinion, is the funniest of them all. Maybe the best of them all. I'm not quite sure. I I love the original Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, but it very well could be the best sequel of all time. Number four on my horror comedy countdown is Evil Dead 2. And here we are, my top three horror comedies. Starting with number three, it's going to be 1999's Idle Hands. Man, uh, like I was talking in my favorite horror movies, I'm a 90s baby. This is such a 90s horror comedy. It is so good. It has so many great people in it. Devin Sawa, who you know is the main person from the original Final Destination. Seth Green, Jessica Alba, Vivica A. Fox. Man, this movie is dripping with 90s nostalgia. It is so over-the-top funny. Let me read you the synopsis. A teenage slacker's right hand becomes possessed with murderer's intents. That is super ambiguous. That gives no justice to the movie. Pretty much this stoner slacker, his right hand becomes possessed by the devil. And it is just, he doesn't know what's going on, but if he doesn't keep his hands moving, it just becomes a bloodbath it starts killing everybody and it gets to the point he gets so fed up he thinks cutting his right hand off will you know end the curse well no all it does is free 
the right hand from the body of you. So now it is roaming the city, taking lives, leaving a blood trail in its back rear view mirror. Man, Idle Hands is so much fun. If you have not seen this movie, go check it out. It is awesome. It is so funny. It is just a perfect 90s horror comedy, Idle Hands, in at number three. I just remember being super young. Like I said, I was born in 91, and this movie came out in 99. So I was probably eight years old when this movie came out, and all my older cousins and everything rented it, and we watched it. It scared the living shit out of me. I don't know why. It was clearly meant to be funny, but I was so scared if I went to bed that night, either my hand or one of my cousin's hands would become possessed and kill us all. So yes, there is a little nostalgia there with me. So if you have not seen Idle Hands, please, please, please check it out. It is a great 90s horror comedy. All right, and coming in at number two, is 2004's British comedy, Shaun of the Dead. Yes, this movie was probably equally as responsible as the remake Dawn of the Dead for kind of putting that zombie attraction back into pop culture. Shaun of the Dead, man, it introduced us to Edgar Wright, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, all people now who are just big mainstream people. But Shaun of the Dead, one of their first movies, It is so funny, people. I know most of you have probably seen it, but just as a horror fan and the dry British humor and just, I don't know. It's just so funny. The humor's so dry and these people are trying to be very polite British type people and there's all these zombies just roaming around. Some of the kills are just laugh out loud funny. Nick Frost and Simon Pegg have great chemistry that's why they made the next two movies together Edgar Wright is an amazing director amazing writer who has done so many great movies and still to this day is doing great stuff Shaun of the Dead if you're a zombie fan I'm sure you've seen it if you haven't please check it out if you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead even if you're not a horror fan you got to check this one out it is just laugh out loud funny you'll be on the floor laughing I can't tell you how many times I've watched that scene in the bar with the jukebox when it's playing Queens Don't Stop Me Now and they're just killing these zombies and complaining about the music playing in the background. Man, that is one of my favorite scenes in it. It is so funny. It has me hitting the floor every time I watch it. Gotta see Shaun of the Dead. And finally, my Scream Queens and Horror Fiends. Thank you for sticking around. My number one horror comedy of all time is cabin in the woods my god people i know probably all of you have seen this what a meta masterpiece this thing is it was written by josh whedon who a lot of people will know him from the marvel cinematic universe he's directed a lot of the avenger movies he's wrote a lot of stuff in the mcu so that's where a lot of people know him from and i I got to tell you, this is probably his strongest writing ever. To write a movie this meta is amazing. It's very Wes Craven-esque. But I will read the synopsis for people if you have not seen Cabin in the Woods. Five friends go for a break at a remote cabin where they get more than they bargained for, discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods. Yeah, super ambiguous type of talk there 
But that's what makes it great because you think you know what this is and you think you've seen this movie a hundred times, especially from that synopsis. And I promise you, you have not seen anything this crazy. It is so funny for horror fans. Like just the way it just picks apart every little trope, every little cliche the horror community has is just awesome. It does everything for you. It will have you laughing. It will have you screaming. It will have you having so much fun, in my opinion. When this movie first came out, I really had no expectations for it, especially when I was like, oh, God, Chris Hemsworth is in it. This is going to be some fluff piece of crap. And then I saw Josh Whedon wrote it. I'm like, what does he know about horror? Ugh, yuck. But, man, was I ever proved wrong. That is Still, one of my favorite movies, it almost cracked my top 10 favorite movie, people. It was one of the hard cuts I had to make. But Cabin in the Woods is a modern masterpiece. It is so in your face. It is great. I don't want to give too much away. Just please, if you have not seen this movie, stop whatever you're doing. Pull your car to the side of the road. Run home. Go see this movie. Stop eating. Screw your family. You'll have plenty of family time. Go watch this movie, people. Cabin in the Woods. So funny, so bloody, so perfect in every single way. So, of course, Cabin in the Woods is going to be my number one horror comedy. Well, Scream Queens and Horror Fiends, thank you very much for tuning in. I will recap my top 10 horror comedies of all time. Coming in at number 10, What We Do in the Shadows. Coming in at number 9, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Coming in at number 8, Scary Movie. Coming in at number seven was Jennifer's Body. Coming in at number six, Beetlejuice. Coming in at number five, The Final Girls. Coming in at number four, The Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Coming in at number three, Idle Hands. Coming in at number two was Shaun of the Dead. And number one, of course, you just heard it, horror comedy is cabin in the woods so again thank you very much for tuning in and hit me up on twitter it's all lowercase killing underscore podcast is the handle i officially made an instagram as well too so go check me out there email me if you need anything it's all lowercase killing time podcast one at gmail but please stay scary (laughs) 